All right. All this right. is episode four of Life As We Know It with myself, Jacob Ham, and my partner, Patrick Solomon. Patrick motherfucking Solomon. Feeling like an actual podcast now. Yeah, I know. We actually have some equipment now instead of, and people can probably hear you. Yeah, because I talked low in the previous podcast, so I apologize for that. Well, it wasn't that you were talking low. It was that you, the mic was angled, like the front of the mic was angled towards me, and you were just in the backside. So it was just where you were standing or sitting. Right. So we basically traded out um, for equipment this week instead of having a guest, but that's okay. Yeah, because I don't have enough cameras yet either or microphones. But we figure you guys would rather listen to us. We yeah. can still uh, put a pretty girl on our uh, thumbnail. Thumbnail, <laughs> if you guys. Uh, if that's what it takes for you guys to click on it, <laughs> that's what I click on. Hey. No. Uh, what a week, though, dude! I had uh, a terrible week. Yeah, terrible week. Yeah, there's something about sales, man, that just really. Gets under my skin. It's a roller coaster, man. Dude, a ro- if anybody out there who's in sales, I applaud you because you know that pain of when you're in a dry spell and you're just stressed, stressed because of deals. No, I've been there 100%. I feel like that's why I'm a lot more relaxed with my job now. I still do sales, um, but I just go to the job until 4 o'clock and that's yeah. it. Well, if you think about sales, like I never done this, but if you did – um, sales with commission, but no salary, just commission. Think about that. No, like you've done it, right? The, yeah, I've done it before. That it's, anybody it takes, doing that, it, you get a double around. It of takes applause. a pair of balls. Yeah. Tell, let me tell you, when it's good, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. But when it's bad, it's or you stress. Just, you just want. Uh, it's very hard to stay disciplined doing yeah. it. You know. Imagine doing that kind of job with. You've bought a house. You have kids, and you're married. So. Imagine that if you're not selling good enough, then you're not going to be able to provide for your family. It's, that's pretty stressful to think about. Yeah. The sale, sales around the world. Mm-hmm. My uncle brought up a good point to me once. Um, he said, look around. He's like, look at this bookshelf. Look at this TV. Look at this dresser. Look at this bed. Everything was sold at some point, sometime. Yeah. Sales run the world. Mm-hmm. They run the world. Not only in sales, but even rhetoric with how you talk with everybody mm-hmm. so um obviously some people are good at getting information some people are good at getting friends they know how to you know work the english language or whatever language you're speaking that's definitely a skill i've been wanting to work on more and more my rhetoric yeah using uh bigger words or using the words in the right place at the yeah. right time yeah because i mean you're pretty much selling yourself to get what you want instead of in sales, you're selling a product. But if you're, you know, this actually sounds pretty <laughs> like, like a, like an asshole kind of person that just wants to manipulate people. Well, I, I, I found that in sales, if you do, you know, they say nice guys finish last, but I think in sales, nice guys finish first. As long as you have patience. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you always have to play by the rules, but I just feel like if you're honest, you may not have to tell everything to the customer. Yeah. But if you tell them everything they need to know for you to, yeah. you know. How I was always taught was that and anytime you're the salesman, you have a product that you're selling. And then when you look at the salesman and the person, the buyer, the person who's purchasing the product, who should be the biggest benefactor? 
the person buying. Exactly. So anytime I can approach a deal, I want it to be a win-win situation between the seller and the buyer, but it's more important to me to also that the buyer gets the better win because they should be the main benefactor of any product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I see my, my thing, my issue with sales was I hated asking for money from people. Like, I think that's yeah. a difficult thing to do. You yeah. know, I really think it is, uh, you know, you're like, I, I don't know why it's like, if I go to the store and somebody says, I ask them how much something it is. Yeah. It's I'm not that expect- big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But if I'm telling somebody else, yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, because especially some big sales, like you're putting all your trust into that person that they're telling you everything honest. And if you're doing big sales where, you know, $50,000, $100,000 sales all the way up to, you know, right. six figures, people got to trust you because that's a lot of money to be investing into whatever you're selling. But dude, also, I brought up the week because... I wanted to talk about dreams. Dreams. Dreams and nightmares. Uh, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I can talk about some nightmares too. No, but so um, last week for like four days in a row, I was having the like not the same exact dream, but definitely dreams that were related to each other. It was like a storyline, like watching a movie unfold. And but things about these dreams that they really got my emotions involved because every time I would wake up, I'd wake up with just rage. My heartbeat was racing. I'm out of breath. And I'm like, in my mind is I'm like, is this just a dream that I'm putting together? Maybe because of whatever I ate the night before, if I'm eating spicy foods, my dreams are going to be more crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it my subconscious trying to tell me something is what went through my head? Yes, I think it is. You do? Yeah. Well, all right, let me ask you this. Um, What's your perspective? What is a dream to you? What do you think it is? So I looked into a couple of what different cultures looked in, like believed what dreams were. Uh-huh. And uh, so like the Asian side of the country, it's mostly dreams. When you dream, you're going into the spirit realm, the dream realm. Okay. Like a whole another platform of the universe. And that's, and um, the spirits are what guide you back from your dream to waking up. And then, um, the Greeks, I believe, they believe that it was the gods physically coming to visit them. And something about a keyhole. I'm not too sure, but it's something about a keyhole. A keyhole. Um, but obviously in America, uh, I think the history would stem from probably Christianity, which they do believe that some dreams were, you know, God trying to speak through you or and give you premonitions. I think that's the right word. Mm-hmm. So I guess to a degree, I believe it can. Do I think every single dream is? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess you would have to believe in if there's a spirit realm or if you're believing that there's gods or you believe it's your subconscious. I mean, you either believe that something else like a higher power is controlling it or it's just 100% your own brain talking to you. Yeah, I, uh, dreams, dreams are, have always been a part of my life, but they come in like binges almost. Same. I could, uh, and different, completely different, um, feelings for each, at least in my, uh, my dreams. (laughs) Well, one thing, first off, um, God, if, if you, 
I feel like if you wake up to an alarm, instead of just waking up, like, let's say on a Sunday morning, you just sleep through and you don't have to actually wake up um, for anything, I think you'll have a much better chance at retaining your dream and remembering it versus you waking up to an alarm and it just like going and slipping out of your mind. I think I heard what you said, but because I was fixing that. No, Um, that's all right. No, I was just just saying that if if you dream, uh, if you have a dream and you wake up to just on your own, not to an alarm clock, you have a much better chance of retaining the dream and remembering what you dreamt about Mm -hmm. uh, versus uh, if you wake up to an alarm. Even if you wake up, let's say, in the middle of the night on your own, you mm-hmm. may have had a nightmare, whatever the case may be, but you will remember that a lot better than if you wake up if to If something that. else woke you up. Right. I remember, I mean, the dreams only happen, I believe, in the REM cycle. Yeah, that's correct. And then there's, so REM that's, and NREM, non-REM. Well, that's why they tell you to sleep uh, for six to eight hours. I think you go into your REM sleep every two to three hours. So yeah. the idea is if you sleep for eight hours that you're not going to be woken up during your REM sleep. You know what else is crazy? Animals go into REM. Mm-hmm. So animals also have dreams. You want to hear something else that's crazy? Because <laughs> they, but if, yeah. but like first, yeah. like if you think about that, then everything else I was talking about, if there is a spirit realm or if you're talking to multiple gods, whatever gods, whatever you believe in or a singular god, then what are the animals doing? They're doing something. Where do yeah. they go when they die? Do they go to the same place we go when we die? Whatever that place may be. That's a complete, completely different thing. But what I'm saying is if 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 they dream like us, if they have to eat, if they have to go to the bathroom like us, do they have a spirit like us? Mm-hmm. They just may communicate I think, in a different way. I think they do. I do. Ah, but then it's hard to say because then you look at bugs. Does every ant? <laughs> well, this is, you know? well, this is something I was thinking about too is, okay – uh, society has this perception of aliens and what they look like and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever looked at a fly? Like, that shit doesn't look like it belongs here. It only looks like it belongs here <laughs> because it's been around for so long. You know? Yeah, because it's, it's familiar. It's, it's normal to us. Yeah. But who's to if, say? If you saw something like that that you never. Right. Yeah, it'd be aliens and or, like the deep sea. Fish. Yeah, yeah deep, sea deep creatures. Sea, some of these they fish. Bizarre. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Have you ever um, experienced a dream that had some relation to what was going on in your real life that actually, that, you know, you could actually say, like, I'm confident that my dream was telling me something? Mm. Not so much uh, maybe a premonition, but. Yeah. I was, before I moved out here, uh, I was going through this phase uh, of things, and I was recovering from some foot surgery, so. I was sleeping a lot. I just I wasn't working. I could just wake up whenever I wanted in the morning. Uh, I was kind of going back. It was a lot going on because I was moving out here. Yeah. I had to let go thing like let things go. Like I knew I wanted to come out here, and I was sure of that. But other people wanted me to stay, so it was kind of like one of those sort of things. Yeah. Um. So during that time, I uh, I started having uh, these dreams. Uh, and I, I had one dream. Well, uh, the one dream I had, I was in this crazy house. I was down in Georgia, and I, I remember it was very like detailed. Like I remember very like you know sight, smell, hear. Like every, all my senses were working. Yeah. Um, and it was like in this crazy house. I don't know how to explain. I was in this crazy house, uh, and there was ten people. There was ten people in there. Uh, six of them were guys, and four of them were girls, and. 
I felt like I was going through a phase of time where I was lying to myself. And every single person in that house was committing one of the uh, deadly sins, whatever mm. they may be, um, whether it was uh, larceny. Um, well, it's gluttony, gluttony. lust, wrath, uh, envy, pride, uh, sloth, and wrath. I said, did I not say wrath? Oh, despair's one. Despair. This so, despair. so, anyways, back to my dream. So, what was happening? Oh, and that everybody—that's Travis. That's Travis. That's, that's Travis that's helping us out. That's our man. Appreciate it, Travis. So, <laughs> everybody was, whether it was uh, committing uh, adultery, cheating on with their significant other, stealing, mm-hmm. doing drugs. Uh, gambling you name it there was every and you were also in the house right i was also in the house i was living in the house and there was three beds in the house or in my room and i just kept remembering the kid that was sleeping next to me i'm like he's gonna steal something from me he's gonna steal something from me and sure enough he did i can't remember specifically what it was Mm -hmm. Um, but i remember thinking the whole time was i can leave i can leave i have my phone all i can do is i can leave but something was urging me to stay and there was nothing good at that was going to come out of me staying there. So me, how I interpret it was that you can't listen to all the naysayers here in New Jersey that you have to mm-hmm. go ahead, swallow the bullet, and you need to just go and not look back. You know what? When I when you were saying that, I know you've told me you've had dreams, but you never actually told me what the dreams were. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if someone was like made a movie of that, it, I would think that the sins that were being committed in the house, and since you were in the house living there, were the sins of who of what you're trying to get away from in real life, and yeah, so okay. maybe um, you trying to get out of the, ho- out of the house um, would be you trying to move here, and obviously you were, had, were in surgery so you couldn't come. But the, if if there was major conflictions within your heart and mind and soul, then maybe that's what the sins were that were being portrayed. Because obviously I know a little bit about you, so that's what. I yeah. would think if you were telling me No, no, me that, no, yeah. no. That's that's a, that's a good perspective. Now, I mean, I I was going through a weird phase where I was started looking things up. Uh, I got into the whole idea of lucid dreaming uh, and outer body experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the viewers, l- lucid dreaming is a for the basics is is a dream that you have that you realize that you're dreaming, and you can have uh, control, dream, and you basically take over your dream. You know, I am terrible at it. Like, I am the freaking worst, man. I'm telling you, like, when I have a dream, I'll be like, I'm in a dream. So this is going to be awesome because I'm going to turn into Goku and become a Super Saiyan. And then, then, like, I'll be, like, charging up and I'll jump like I'm ready to fly. Fly, like, 10 feet and always fall back down, dude. Every time. Every time. I, every time, you dude. Be, you, you, I feel like you're subconsciously thinking. You know, times that I've realized it was, uh, I remember one specifically. A guy was throwing blades at me, like stars, and one of them hit me. And it didn't hurt me. So yeah. that's usually when I realize it is if something was supposed to hurt me and it didn't. Yeah. And then you're like, and then, and then it clicks, but then it usually doesn't last for very long. Yeah. I never get control, man. It's super. And part of me feels like it's like, maybe it's a lack of confidence or a lack of security in myself that I can't actually. And I, I can never punch hard. Oh, if yeah. I ever get in a fight, it feels like I'm just like flailing. Those, on those, them, those are absolutely the worst dreams oh. when you're in altercation and, and you're, you're so weak. mad, and it almost feel it feels like there's just like sludge in front of you. And you oh, just, and you just, dude, same as like I wonder if that means something. 
Travis, have you ever, when you, have you ever uh, experienced that? In your like, dream where you went through a phase where you were really mad or you went to swing at somebody or hit somebody and you just couldn't punch or whatever you were it's like, like you're 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 bitch hitting like i i just couldn't make contact with anything all the time dude Any if fight in a dream is that way yeah a lot of mine are i never like just oh or, or any any activity i take okay if i play football or baseball you just feel stuff, slow and stuff I feel, yeah i just it's just like a lack it's just i don't even know how to get yeah, it's weird that's i i i drowned in one of my dreams in the crack of a cement and because my strength to push up wasn't strong enough if anybody's had that dream Put it in the comment, and I want to know about it because it's pretty crazy that all three of us have the same dream. I wonder if that's uh, more male-led too. Here, you want to hear something? Uh, it just reminded me of is you do you dream in color? Yeah. You do. Yeah. What about you? Do you dream in color? Yeah. Yeah. So my. Can you uh, see if there's any science of like if what? The, well, one, well one of one of my best friends uh, that I was deployed with in Afghanistan. He was. We were talking about dreams one day, and I said something about a color. And he's like, he's like, you dream in color? Like we thought we we thought we was joking around and stuff. Turns out he's dreamt in black and white his whole life, and he didn't know other people dreamt in colors until we had that conversation. Hey, approximately eighty percent of all dreams are in color. However, there's a small percentage of people who claim to only dream in black and white. Hmm. If anybody didn't hear what he said, he said 80% of dreams are in color, but a small percentage of people that actually do believe they do dream in black and white. Only in black and white. Only in black, white, and no color. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm <laughs> I wouldn't like want that, dude. It's like you're colorblind in your dreams. Nah, dude. I know for a fact I wasn't because man, I got some messed up dreams in my head before and like pretty gory stuff. So, And I know there's been blood. Everywhere well, in my dreams. You know what's crazy is I was having a lot of dreams every night I could remember for probably like a month leading up to com coming out here. Uh, and since I've been here, I don't know if I've even had one. Hmm. I feel like my, my – so let's just go back to the beginning. Let's say it's tied to your spirit. Yeah. My spirit feels free. I feel good about the situation I'm in right now, and I haven't had any dreams. So what does that say? My mind's at ease right now, and it wasn't before I left. There was yeah. too much going on. But like, yeah, and I've reached out to the person who was in my dreams, and I haven't had a dream since then either. But it, it's bizarre. Like if you think about dreams, <laughs> this is just crazy. Because, like, imagine you know you've been in dreams where you feel like you see someone and you've never seen him before. Yeah. So it's like every single little thing, maybe in your subconscious, every item it sees. Like I'm looking into the kitchen right now and I see certain bottles, certain soaps and stuff like that. And then I'll look into the office over there and I see certain objects, certain things over there. Now in my dream, I could be in a room and my the dream could take every image and break them down and build up this new image for my mind. So it's like maybe it's not even if you see someone that you don't recognize in a dream, maybe it's not just someone you didn't recognize in the street, but maybe it's a combination of – they took eyes from someone, they took hair, not they, but your subconscious took eyes from someone, the hair from another person and put it all together. And now you're dreaming up these made up humans that weren't even real people, but they're, it's like you play God in, in your well, own dream. Well, the dreams are so powerful because how many times have you woke up from a dream and I woke up it's, crying. It's made you say, whoa, or crying or, woke or, up or crying. How, about, how about this one? Have you dreamt about an ex-girlfriend or something like that? 
And it was like you woke up with all the feelings, like just because your dream was so powerful. Oh yeah, so I know. Like you like them again. Yeah, and it's like you have to like go. You have to let the time go by a little bit, and then you're like, because you're gonna make a rash decision. Yeah, it's like it's crazy, but that that's honestly how little control of our emotions that we have. Hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Sit on that for a second. Yeah. Because people love to say, "Listen to your heart," but man, your heart don't know. I feel like. Uh, I feel it in my heart that I should do something, but do you? See, do you? I, I look at it opposite than that. You like to listen to your heart? No. What I I look at it is I'm gonna do whatever I'm gonna do unless my heart's telling me not to do it. So that's uh. how I listen to it the other way. Uh, like my mom always told me growing up that uh, if you're about to make a decision and you get that small like insecure well, feeling that's your, that's that you're your, doing, that's your gut telling you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gut ties into the heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would say I listen to my gut more than I listen to my heart. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just like to think. Are they? I, are those two different? Feel- my heart is what brought me out here. It wasn't my gut. It was my heart. Mm. Okay. I guess I can see what you're saying. I think uh, I'm more on a higher extreme. Yeah, but not only that, but. The logic behind it made sense too, I think, at least from my perspective. That's I think I think honestly from how I'm talking right now is actually a big reason why a lot of people think I can be apathetic towards a lot of things and not show sympathy towards people and not really care because in my head I'm trying to always make the most logical decision. Very hard, obviously, to do, and I know I make a lot of emotionally based decisions, but. I try to do things as logic as possible, but I do feel like it makes me come across uh, like I don't give a shit about yeah. a lot of things. See, I, I feel like I don't have so much of that personality. I have more of a suck it up personality. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you're coming to me for sympathy, you're the wrong. You're coming to the wrong person. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's certain situations I will sympathize. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I got a black heart or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but. You, I, I just, I feel like I've been through enough in my short adult life that if you have a situation going on, I've either, you know, I had something I could relate to it in some sort of way, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm still here, and I've came back from it every time. So uh, I would always, I would give somebody tough love if they came to me for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and petty somebody yeah. like, oh, it's okay. Man, you know? life is – I swear every day I get older and older, and I'm only 24, is I feel like, man, life's not easy. It's, La- it's, not, it's not easy. This is something I realized uh, probably about six months ago. Life or not so much life, but the world is not what they – make you this illusion (laughs) they make you perceive when you're you're growing up it's bullshit if you're listening to this and you're in middle school or you're a freshman in high school get ready to get fucked up (laughs) because the world's gonna fuck you in your ass and it's gonna happen yeah no yeah it's crazy um (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude life is hard and i but it's it's funny because i feel like i know so much but i know i don't I know. I just know I don't. I feel like I'd be, oh, I'm an experienced person. But it's like, I also felt like that when I was 20. But then when I look back at four, just four years ago, I'm like, holy shit. I well, don't you know look anything. At yourself today, you're going to do the same thing in a few years from now. Uh, I had my last, the last person that was in charge of me, my last job for sales. Uh, he always told me that 
I'm not smarter than you. I've just been around longer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, know. I mean, technically people look at age than... like it's like uh, you're just gonna like leveling up in a video game. You're just gonna get some new stats every time you level up more wisdom and intellect and stuff like that. Not the case. I'm telling you, a 60 year old that worked a blue collar life has more to offer to you than a 24 or 25 year old. No. Genius. Yeah. But I'm saying like there's some old people out there that are pretty freaking stupid. Oh, 100%. I know I'm more intelligent than them. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like age, usually through experiences, people learn a lot, but there are, there's some, uh, see, I try, uh, I try and look at myself. I try and look at other people, um, as equals to me, Mm -hmm. but to a certain extent, once I feel like I get to know somebody a little bit more, you, uh, well, they earn respect depending on. Well, they earn, earn respect or they don't depending on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hang or talk to somebody to pick out their flaws, but if there's something I pick up about them that I don't like, mm-hmm. then I, uh, you know, I tend to shy away from them. Yeah. Same. I don't want to waste my time with people that don't make me happy or feel like they can. Yeah. Do you think this is sounds selfish? Like, I don't want to hang out with people that don't have anything to offer. I want to waste my time with them i want to be with people that are going to build me up and obviously i should be building those people up around me too like i think that's how you you know you if you have a real friend that's someone that's you know contributing to your life and you're contributing to theirs right well that that ties into uh relationships i feel like relationships are a lost start a little bit people underestimate how much communicating with somebody yeah in person and being able to talk and the responsibility or like yeah, the magnitude of the responsibility of it. People go on jumping in into relationships. They're like, oh, I just want to, you know, do things with this person in a very sexual way. And then they're just looking at it like lust. But they're not actually thinking about, okay, what does it mean for me to be this person's boyfriend? Right. As a boyfriend, what are my responsibilities to do that? And then decide whether or not that person is worth that much time. Yeah. I don't, sorry to take that away from you. I still your thunder. No, no, no. Is that no, your feet? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, sorry. No shoes, huh? No shoes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little footsie as They're warm. Oh, yeah, you want to get in here? Yeah, your feet you are warm, sli- dude. You slide them my face was kind of cold from the fan, and I was like, ah, oh, I could. Re-. Like, right when I felt your foot, I was like, I will rest my face on that. <laughs> uh, that's not what I. Dude, do you ever <laughs> used to play footsies with girls? Dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'll... All right. I got <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that. That was kind of loud in my own ears. Oh, okay. Right, second grade. Can you please talk to the audience? Like, yeah. Uh, a All gentleman. Right. <clears throat> In second grade, there was a boy. <laughs> Jacob Ham. Mrs. Smith class. I and there Mrs. was a girl. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling the story. Fourth grade. All right. And, 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 and in my second grade, there was a girl. Her name was Caitlin. She was blonde. And, uh. Our our desks were set up in groups of like five, all right, like two of them facing each other, then one person being like the head. That's how uh-huh. the desks were set up. And I was sitting across from Caitlin. I was sitting across from her, and she had those white socks with like the pink little taffel like frill on the top. Cause like I mean we were little kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> the shit turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, remember this? Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's good memory, dude. I used to all, right. Just, all right, so like I know what you were about yeah, to say. And you so like. <laughs> <laughs> our teacher was Indian as fuck, all right? And uh, 
she always, this was racist. I don't know why I even said that, but like she used to let us take our shoes off. Not saying that those correlate with each other, <laughs> but she liked to be like, all right, take your shoes off if you guys want to. And uh, we would. Maybe she so, just liked the kid about the smell of kids' feet. <laughs> Maybe, uh, she, dude, another story about that teacher, but another time. Second grade was a big year for me. <laughs> uh, dude, crazy. it really was. I, I pissed my pants in second grade. Um, but no, this girl. So I remember we took her shoes off and then the, like, what do you know? A big toe touches the pinky toe. Uh huh. Your big yeah. toe or her yeah, pinky my big, toe? my big toe. Nice. My big toe. You, you know? established dominance. Yeah, and I was like, uh oh. But then I didn't, I didn't pull away. You know, I left it. I just like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, maybe, maybe she didn't notice. I'll just leave it here. <laughs> and then once I hit a certain point in time, where I'm like, I can't pull away now because <laughs> if I pull away, then it's gonna be awkward. You start so, wrapping your toes around. No, no, no. I waited. I waited. I just waited. And then all of a sudden, I felt her toe move. And then I started moving my foot. And before you know, it, we're just. Giving each other feet massages. You're getting toe jobs. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that was it, man. <laughs> that was it, dude. And I remember that night I had a dream about her. It's crazy. We're speaking of dreams, you know? We are. What do you think about Deja? Why did you bring up footsies again? Why? Oh, yeah. We were rubbing. We were playing footsies. Oh, uh, yeah. We were. Right. <laughs> Sorry for getting uh, off topic. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit, man. But I like I talk it. about feet. I'm talking about feet. And I'll talk about like I, this. This no will be an on-running joke. Well, every time I talk about feet, I'm big. Yeah. <laughs> mm, feet. <laughs> All right. So what do you think about deja vu? I don't have. Do you think it's part of the same realm that dreams are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ooh. Ooh. deja vu. Okay. So mm, now that I'm thinking about it, this makes me think about. What we were talking about earlier, predestination. Okay. Because deja vu, you know, there might be a way of predestination where, you know, you're reliving or something. Well, see, it could be predestination if you believed in uh, rebirth. Reincarnation. Yeah, then maybe you're just re-experiencing. Yeah, but that wouldn't, the odds on that would not be match up. But predestination would prove that because that means your story has already been written out. And then maybe you have access to those memories. Like you're just a play. Would I be would I be selfish to say that I feel like I have my own belief system? You have your own belief system? I think so. I think I think I, I do. Not even knowing I do. I think there's a lot of things in every religion that people that the religion doesn't have answers to. Just because, especially when you're talking about creation, it's hard for the humankind to fathom. Right. That just, kind of thing. Just so like it's a lot of other, answers yeah, are hard yeah. to explain. Just like the other day, we I had asked you, what's your what do you perceive God looking like? Yeah. And ours were two completely different people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you <laughs> thought it was like a black guy. No, a green guy. <laughs> oh, a green guy. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the black guy. He might have been darker. I, I just imagine he was Hebrew. He was born. No, God wasn't born. Oh, we're talking about God. No. We're nah, not see, talking, this we're, is, not, we're not talking about God. Okay. God, you stay up there. We'll stay down here. and we'll, we'll leave you out of this one. Oh, don't you believe that he's everywhere if, they, if you do believe in God? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a later episode. I wanna, well, that's a later no, episode. So, so I got a little research on deja vu. Um, deja vu. Do you mind if I go make another drink? While no, you, right. please do. I'll be listening. You can talk to Travis. So deja vu is a, it's a French, French word for already seen, which, you know, that's what we know it as here. Um, 
psychiatrists basically think uh, the brain's tricking itself into a brief moment uh, of thinking, ma- making you think that uh, you're, you're confusing present time for past time. So that's why you, you that you get that feeling. You know, it's always, at least for me, whenever I've gotten that feeling of deja vu, it's it's a consistent feeling. It doesn't feel any different any other time. It always feels the same. Um, so it's almost like uh, your brain tricking yourself in a way. Now that's one theory. Um, a parapsychologist or psychiatrist thinks uh, a parapsychiatrist. For you that don't know, it's a study of. Uh, like paranormal uh, phenomenon such as like hypnosis and telepathy uh, but they believe it's uh, a moment relived from your past life hmm. I have a hard time with that because well I don't believe in reincarnation oh, that's, uh, well, sure. that, that's that, my personal opinion well the thing is that even if it was part of your past life then, then that's basically saying that you are living the same life that you've once already lived yeah that is, that's not cool that's deep I don't even want to get into that. My brain can't handle. There's all some that. movies like. I mean, what's we watched a movie like that, where they're like stuck in a loop, so and they couldn't yeah, remember yeah. it. So, so what I think, I think it's it's one of two things. Um, I really think it could be a dream that happened before, and for some reason, <laughs> some reason, so for some reason, you already dreamt it. You know. Yeah. Um, Wait. So you think your de- your deja vu was. A dream, it was a dream that you had, right? But but, but I the, think, uh, one I of those think, dreams. I think were, the reason because you we, don't remember all dreams. We, we, I know, and I, I I think that's like the first theory of it, your brain tricking yourself. I kind of buy into it because okay, yeah, yeah I, I kind of buy into it because <laughs> I think that if you are reliving a dream. Mm-hmm then there has to be something more because it's almost like you're telling the future in a kind of a way, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, so I th- that means I think, with well, that, no, well, I think what okay. is, is that when you have deja vu, the feeling that you have, this is what I was trying to say. The, the feeling that you have is a, the same type of feeling that you get in a dream. Like mm-hmm. it's a quick daze. Like, like your vision basically turns into dream vision for mm-hmm. like maybe three seconds, Yeah. two seconds. And then you're like, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your first reaction. Yeah. Hmm. You know, with the speaking of dreams and all the things we're talking about, to me, it's like, uh, no matter what you believe, it's it's um, it's proof to me that there's something bigger than us. There's a higher. I know, well, obviously, I'm a Christian, so I believe you know Christianity. Yeah. But to me, I, even if you're just nothing, it's like you look at what your mind is doing. And if you do believe in predestination, if you do believe that your mind's telling you something, man, I've heard some hypocritical people say like, you're completely atheist, but they believe that they have destiny. It's like, that doesn't make sense. What's your belief? What's your belief? What do you mean? Well, I'll tell you mine and then you can just feed off of it. This is my, (laughs) listen, this is, this is my, this is my, this is my belief in the big man upstairs. All right. That I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not going to tie religion into it. None of that. I believe that if you have a goal and you set out to reach your goal and you do the right things for the right reasons, that things will take course and things will happen while they take course that you can't really, you may not understand, but 
or you can't control, but things that I would call them an act of God. That's what I would call mm-hmm. them. Something. So happens. you're saying that. Well, I guess from a Christian standpoint, it sounds like you're talking about like if you're doing the right things and doing and what you should be doing as a person, then you're gonna be by Christianity, you're doing God's will, right? If you're doing the right things, then you're doing God's will because that's God's will. So, from what you're saying is like as long as you're following, like Christians like to say, you're on the right path. So if, from your perspective, it's like if you continue doing the right path, then you'll go toward God's will, no matter. And I think that probably applies to all religion. I look at it like this, you know. But it's it's if, really what let me let me just give you a basic example. If you are going into the store and you're walking into the store and you open the door and a girl, you see somebody coming that's a few feet behind you and you're gonna have to wait there for an extra two or three seconds for them to come so yeah. they don't have to open the door. Now, if you I give you two things, you you hold the door open for the person. Now you're only holding it open for them because you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Versus you're holding the door open for them because. That's something you believe in, and it's yeah, it's like yeah, you know, though there, there there's some people that may just do it just like yeah, uh, like screw it, like basically the it's oh it's, like oh I gotta do this you, because you, I'm not you gonna do, be looking doing at, like, doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I get what you mean. Besides, actually, like like being grateful that you even get to do something like that, like you're thankful for, you're happy, like you know the 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 saying like there's no greater. Um, gift than the gift of giving. Like if you don't have that kind of mentality when you're doing um, good things for people, well, if you're just doing it, man. All right, we're getting off topic, but I'm gonna go here anyways. Uh-huh. But you know what a fucking uh, pet peeve of mine is? What's that? All right, is on Facebook you see a lot of videos of people giving things to homeless. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you got to record all this? Because they want attention, just like we're recording right? this. It's like, like us. Yeah. <laughs> you, <just> say, <laughs> you say like us? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sitting here trying to like say I'm better than anyone. I'm not making it look like I'm better than anyone. I'm just being me. No, you're you're being proactive is what you're being. You think about okay. Yeah, but they they might that's what they would use people, that as an argument. People too. are not proactive. Listen, I guarantee you motherfuckers that have not done shit with their life and sat on the couch and are bottom feeders have had some great fucking ideas and they've never pursued them. All yeah. we're doing is being proactive in a situation. Yeah. You know what they say? The richest place on earth are the graveyards because that's where ideas go to die. Hey, all I'm saying is <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, you can't take it with you. So no, enjoy back it while to, you're here, man. Yeah, but back to the bums. You know, they make this video. It's like, oh, guy sits down, gives food to bum, listens to life story. You won't believe what happens next. That kind of stuff just drives me insane. If you really cared about the homeless, you'd be working at a like, homeless shelter and doing things for them constantly, which they might be, but I fuck, that's, I doubt that's it. That's ironic dude. you said that because I was uh, – I worked at a homeless shelter. I stopped, at, I stopped at a gas station today on my lunch break. I had to go inside and get something. And when I got out of the car, this lady was like, sir, can you drive me to this this road? You know, I really need a ride, mm-hmm. blah, blah, Man, I – did I, you say yes? No, I was gonna say I was like I would probably wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I didn't say I didn't say this. Well, it was I had to go back to work, so I'm gonna use that as my excuse. For okay, now. but no, I'm not going to. Because <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. need to make excuses. Uh, there, footsies. Uh, there's again. Okay. So uh, footsies. she asked, and I said no, and then I got back in my car afterwards, and I was kind of sitting there. I'm not gonna lie, I was staring at her for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was. Was she staring right back I at you? Like oh, I had my sunglasses on. I wasn't. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't staring at her to like. 
I don't know. I, I don't. I just was looking at her because what it made me th- kind of made me like reflect on my own life a little bit. Like, uh-huh. like if you don't do the right shit, and I think this because the same shit happened yesterday when I was at a gas station. There was somebody standing outside, and I, I I reject giving him stuff. It's not because I don't want to. It would be me doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I'm changing the subject. Uh huh. Not really, but it kind of all ties a little bit. Um, because we're going back to going back to the homeless. Mm-hmm. Like what? I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if we did on that first test podcast uh-huh. or the first one, but what is it about our generation that has the need? Not everybody. I know us three here aren't too bad about it. That has the need to post everything online because they have no real friends. No, come on. Obviously, that's not true because like a majority of people love no, anytime they right, go somewhere, right, they're putting something new. It's like they need recognition. It's to a, let people know it, they're doing dude, something. This, the cell phone is a drug. Yeah. They did a test. They did a test with this, of people. There's apparently there's phone addicts. Or and dude, I'm I'm not perfect. Though. No, I'm no, saying, no, like, no. I'm I get not, a, I'm not either. Without a phone. But, but they basically they put there's this restaurant where they take these phone addicts, if you want to call them that, uh, and they are they get sat down with another one, yeah. and their phones get locked up for an hour or whatever the case may be. But they are people that are on their phone every second of every day. Like you see how much some people share on Facebook and stuff. It's insane. Like you could scroll. Some like, people tweet. If someone, some people tweet at least once every 30 minutes, there's people out there mm-hmm. like Jesus. They have their phone. Out. Like I'm on my phone a lot, but I'm not on my phone enough to tweet. I don't want, minutes. I don't want people to know that much about me constantly. Either do I. I mean, I guess right now this podcast Makes is, the mo- more is, is the most exposure of myself that I've given yeah. to the world ever. But I think you can relate to me. This is something I've been wanting to work out, work on in myself is that I think I am pretty closed off to people mm-hmm. and I've been trying to be more transparent instead of bottom. I, I kind of like it. I kind of, but I feel this is different than Instagram and stuff though. I like, I want to remain mis- like myself. I, I want somebody, listen, the, 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 the image that I want to perceive is I want, somebody to look at me or hear me have a conversation with somebody and maybe they're just, uh, you know, uh, eavesdropping or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But I want them to hear me talking or look at me and be like, I want to know who that guy is. Like, I want to meet that guy. That guy looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even think it's so much look, the way you carry yourself, the way yeah. you talk, uh, the way other people react when you talk to them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I uh, what really grossed me out about this whole thing was I on Snapchat there was a, a concert like Snapchat thing. Uh-huh. I clicked it and it showed like the back of the crowd and I literally probably one in every three people one in every like two it was like fifty percent actually phones it was like seventy five percent of the people had their phone out and just constantly making videos and I was like holy shit like get one photo maybe two or three if like something cool happens but and then enjoy the show besides trying to look through the LED light to watch the concert well, it blows just, my mind dude that's just like i went to uh, six flags great adventure great theme park by the way mm-hmm. uh, and i haven't been there in like 5 years i haven't been to an amusement park mm-hmm. and i went this yeah past you know some people though right now they're like fuck you guys i post shit all the time fuck you i'm cool yeah you know that you know, it's fucking right now. Whatever. You'll calm motherfuckers out. Calm and they're like, I saw you. You tweet all the time. You got a fucking Facebook for this podcast. <laughs> and you guys trying to post pictures. You know what? We didn't post the fucking picture. To- oh, we did. Fuck. No, but look. <laughs> at, at, at Six Flags, when you get on a roller coaster, they tell you 
this you know how they give you the safety to keep your hands and feet inside the ride and all that keep BS? your hands and feet inside the vehicle and then they're times. like you cannot have your phone out you don't be tweeting and snapchatting or doing <laughs> yeah. this during the ride yeah like they, there's something extra they have to put put onto the back end of everything now yeah which is ridiculous uh, but I got two phones, man. I'm on double trouble on that thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Two phones. I also um. I was gonna have right. something good I wanted to say to you. No, I phones. well, there was something I also wanted to talk to you about right, that I had some thoughts in my head, right. whether or not. I guess it's, it's kind of a, a very opinionated subject, but fuck it, we get, I want to talk about it because you're my friend. Um, PDA. Mm, that's mm. one. That's one topic that you wanted to mention. PDA? Listen. Yeah, PDA. Okay. Well, I want to tell you my experience first. I don't I'm not a I'm not a fan. I do not like PDA. Well, like to the point where like I don't like walking while holding hands. Like I don't like a, it. What about at a bar? A hookup at a bar? No, yeah. I don't like that. You're dancing with a girl and shit. I'll dance, but like I she turns around and starts wanting to hook up with you. Like make out right there? Yeah. I don't I would rather like it's 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 like weird it's like i i'd rather i would rather have a great conversation and like laughing than that to happen i would feel more i feel so fake where is it okay to happen making out behind closed doors yes that's behind a closed door thing i i think so like i don't have a problem with people making like a kiss and like stuff but like sucking face and tongue punching each other's nose holes <laughs> like i don't know like i don't want to i feel uncomfortable like that i feel like everybody is... i think it depends on the scenario like if i was at a wedding i'd be okay with doing that with my date at a with wedding date? Yeah. yeah situation dictates I, 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 I mean i don't think you should be sitting inside applebee's fucking finger banging your girl in the booth <laughs> like that <laughs> 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 And if you it's are, not and if you are, just make sure she's sitting inside, closer to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, what would you say? Wait, wait. Okay. What would you say is deemed okay for PDA? For PDA? Like, if you were like, going to tell some kids in like high school, be like, "These are the rules for PDA." See, high school is different. Okay. If you were in college and like, "These are the rules for PDA on campus." Listen, all I'm going to say is this. Okay. Say. Is it. that? Say it, motherfucker. If you're displaying PDA. And you're going to get fucking haters. People are not going to be like wanting to see that, especially if they're anti-relationship or whatever the case may be. But the thing is with PDA is it makes people feel uncomfortable because like you said, it's something that should be happening behind closed doors. Now, if I'm hammered at a bar and I'm dancing with a girl and she turns around and she wants to hook up with me, I'm not going to push her away. But what I will tell you (laughs) is that I'm going out with a casual drink for somebody or with somebody, um, or I'm at a park, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm not gonna be sitting there making out with him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind holding hands, depending on the situation. Yeah. But I guess you a- know, I'll do what I need to do at the time uh-huh. to, for the situation to work. But from the bottom of my heart, I don't like PDA, especially if kids are around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I was younger, there were situations where I saw a guy. Especially, actually, funny because you're gonna bring up gays because I'm no, about to bring no, up no, 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 no. Okay, I'm it gonna t- bring it no, up. No, it, t- it ties back to the amusement park. You know, you, you wait online for hours and hours and hours to get on these rides. Well, yeah. there was one time when I was younger. I don't know, maybe 11, 12 years old, and I saw this couple just like making out, like two. They're like five feet away from us, like mm-hmm. for like the hour line. They're just sitting there and they're like just giving each other love and shit like that. And I'm yeah. like. 
why? Like, I feel uncomfortable being by yeah. you guys. <laughs> Some people would say, well, that's just because you're uneducated. That's because your parents then raise you right to let you know that love. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's not okay. But I am saying that. I'm it's saying fuck, it's not. But, okay. but, I think but, it's but, time but, and place, man. But I, I, because like you could take a libertarian like kind of thing. Like, well, if it doesn't affect you, then it doesn't fucking matter. And I like. I am pretty libertarian on a lot of things, but I will say though, it does say something because that's that's your view of PDA. And mine is, you know, subjectively the same. But yeah. if I'm with a girl and I am open, I want to show a PDA in public, uh, it means one of two things. Either I want to show her off. Yeah. Or uh, that I actually really do enjoy being around her. Like, yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel comfortable enough yeah. with her that I, I don't mind other people seeing. I'm not, and I'm not saying, I guess I'm talking about more kissing instead of making out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Because unless, like I said before, I'm hammered at a bar. I don't want to be making out with somebody in public. I don't mind in uh, my own house, a car, yeah. closed, you know, like behind, behind closed doors, whatever. Behind a tombstone. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. As long as there's no kids around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unless there's just one kid. Okay. <laughs> Wait. How old? <laughs> <laughs> Preferably between five and seven. <laughs> you know, there's a pedo joke. That was my first pedo joke on, on live. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully no one gets offended. And if they do, then, well, I guess, you know, fuck it. Um, fuck, what was I talking about PDA, though? I had some... I was trying to get to something with that, you know. With PDA? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess my thing with it is, uh, like, I was at the gym the other day. Mm-hmm. And there's this couple in there that hold hands like no. in between sets. They have to be touching. And maybe that just means that that's not the kind of girl I would need to date. I need to date a different type of girl, but ugh, people, just, people are so fucking different people. Yeah, and it's taken me a long time to realize this. And because before I, you go on this, I just want to say that whatever what you're saying right now is pretty much what this podcast philosophy is. For those who have not heard our podcast is life as we know it. And it's supposed to be about the everyday person or the everyday life of the everyday person because it's more specific or more special and unique than people make it out to be. Some of the best conversations in my life, well, I'd say majority of the best conversations in my life have all just been with normal folk. And I think a lot of people in this world have a lot of good things to say. No, I agree 100%. But yes, people are very different. No, people (laughs) people are different. Cultures are cultural cultures. Thank you. You're are, welcome. Are different. Uh, it's really shined on me these past three weeks. I've been working at my job. Uh, Is what did you say? I, I said it's really it's really shined upon me the past three weeks. I've been working uh, at I my job. I thought you said Israeli signs. <laughs> like <laughs> Israeli. <laughs> no, that uh, that there's people. Oh shit! I forgot what I was gonna say about PDA. I just remembered, dude. Can we you, take it back? Yeah, go ahead. All right, because I remember I brought up gays. Okay. Nothing about, nothing wrong with gay relationships. I, have, I don't see a problem with it. If people want to have gay relationships, it's fine. But I feel that gay, uh, gays are way more public about their relationship than normal people. Like, I've seen more, like, gay, they're so, not they, but these group, these specific relationships that I've seen are so touchy that they're, like, trying to just flaunt. We're gay. It's like, okay. You guys got to be making out in the line in Chipotle when it's an extra long line. I got to wait 30 people before I get my freaking burrito bowl. Dude. Oh. Is PDA is different depending on the culture and country. 
Yeah. True. Oh, it's true. No, dude, dude. In Afghanistan, you can even show your skin. Here. Yeah. You fucking, you can finger fucking bang your own. I would say some cultures don't. And I've never done that just for the record because I've said it twice now and people are going to start thinking that I finger bang girls in Applebee's booths. Neither did I. But I do not. Gotcha. But even that, like some cultures don't even have PDA, dude. There's a culture about some freaking, uh, see if you can find this. There's a village where the elders make the uh, kids from like ages all the way up to like nine years old or maybe like 12 or 13. Um, give them head, give them blowjobs. Wait, say that one more and time. And like the 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 elders and the men in the fa- in the village uh-huh. have the children, give them blowjobs because the, they believe the semen gives them strength to turn them into men. Or they just are pedophiles and like. Or they're they pedophiles, <laughs> but no, there's a village. There's a village. <laughs> I know there is, dude. There's a it's village. some like freaking dude, thing. There's found. a village for everything. There, I guarantee you. That there's fucking cannibal tribes in the middle of some fucking East Bumblefuck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm saying fuck a lot. It's okay. Uh, I don't mind. You know, <laughs> East I don't Bumblefuck mind. Africa. Wait, Bumblefuck? It's yeah. B- it's BFE. Bumblefucking Egypt. Bumblefucking Egypt? Yeah, BFE, dude. Welcome to Jersey. Bumblefuck. West Bumblefuck, East Bumblefuck, and North Bumblefuck. Anyways. <laughs> dude, I, I, I just look at it like this. Anything that they've ever made a movie did you, about. Wait, did you find it? What'd you put? Village uh, kids give me blowjobs. Nothing. There's. Th- I'll find it eventually. I have no idea. What five. Time? Five more. Five more. Yeah. We'll hey man, we we chuck along until the topic's done. But I wanted to hear what you were saying. Oh yeah, about the um, a village for everything. What yeah. Do, what do you mean village for everything? Well, okay. So I don't understand that. <laughs> Uh, like I saw a movie, I think it was Green Inferno. Uh, it's about this tribe uh, that basically captures people when they capture them, and then they they do the whole uh, not human sacrifice, but human sacrifice, and they eat them, and everybody eats the human stuff. So they're cannibals, yeah. nonetheless. And there's I I firmly believe. I mean, not for I mean, there's definitely cannibals in the world, but there's tribes that eat people, mm-hmm. and I I I think that there's parts of these countries that we don't know a goddamn thing about we yeah. don't know these about these tri- not even i don't even want to call them secret tribes because i don't even think they're intentionally secret mm-hmm. tribes i think they're just so far uh apart from uh the the 21st century that yeah uh that they they yeah. live their life which their makes own. you think like how great and lucky we are to even have conversations like these there's people out there that the moment they wake up and the moment they go to sleep, they're just worried about how they're going to survive throughout that day. And we're here able to sit here and have philosophical, like, well, I would like to say philosophical, conversations about anything and whatever whatever we want. Um, I talked to raw. <laughs> kill. <laughs> I talked to my dad uh, today, and he was saying, what? <laughs> oh, cream corn. <laughs> but I talked to my dad today, and he, or this week, and he was saying he talked to a World War II vet, and they were talking about the younger generation. And the World War II vet said, when were you supposed to be able to like what you do for a living? It's work. You go to work and you do it because you have to. And like tying this into our freedom of conversation and what we can do. It's like, and today's society, it's like, it's what you want to do what your heart desires. Do this, do that. You're free to do anything. But like, man, 70 years ago, it wasn't like that. Just that short amount of time. It wasn't like that. 
we're uh, we're growing up in a lucky time, folks. Especially lucky time. if you're uh, in the age from let's say uh, twenty to twenty five or twenty six, twenty seven, because. Yeah. Not only did you get a new experience and grow up through the, you know, technology advancing and stuff, but you also got to live a portion, even if it was for a short, sim- a few simple, or a few simple years, of uh, all the basics. Because mm-hmm. you know, the in the nineties, nineteen nineties, I was only seven or eight years old when it was year two thousand came along, but I got to experience dial-up internet, and AIM, yeah. you know. Having a home phone, not having now. a cell phone, stuff like that, and mm. we got the, we got the ass end of it. Yeah, we got which, the ass end of the. But old. that's okay because yeah. now things are transitioning. But I will say what I'm learning is that you have to keep up with time because as things are changing, if you don't change with them, yeah, then you're gonna fall behind and somebody's yeah. gonna surpass you. Definitely, definitely. Can I uh, ask you a um, morality question, please? Okay, since we were talking about villages and things like that, there was a village. Again, I don't know the village, but I'm sure I can find an example. And there were scientists there that they found this village that has been unadulterated by civilization. So it's just been in the jungle this whole entire time. And so the scientists, when they found it, there was a big controversy because the scientists didn't want anybody to go see the village because they didn't want they wanted to respect the culture and they wanted to be able to study them and okay. see how people lived like back in the stone age these people and then there was like uh, a group of missionaries that were there they were like no we need to go talk to them we need to help them we need to save them because people are the average life is only 30 years old people are dying from disease left and right there's everything you know it's like the dark ages people just die right nothing you know common cold so would you want to study science or would you want to be to save them? I wouldn't want to save them. I think that's sacred, honestly. Because you look at like the Indians I, I, when I we think, came to America. I, I I envy that kind of. I think that's beautiful. I think it really is. It, it actually is kind of touching to me in a way. That, that you should leave them alone? Yeah. Fucking no. Because I see – to a certain extent, what this world is and how mm. nasty it can be. There's actually people, I don't know how, let's say it's a couple hundred years that tribe has been around, and they have had nobody fuck with them. Yeah. No one. Well, yeah, you, except Mother Nature. Besides Mother Nature. Which is a big motherfucker. And, <laughs> and, unless they ask for it. Yeah, but so are saying you I saying that would you rather live 300 or would you rather live without today's modern day technology and live in the old school days or would you rather live with today's technology? Today's technology because I'm used to it. All right. Well, say you weren't. <laughs> right, say I wasn't. Yeah. Would you rather grow up where you're not in that? Would you want to experience that? Because to me, I would rather live in where we are right now over that any day. Yeah. No. I. I. I wouldn't. What I, I'm. I'm. You. You asked on a, like a morality. It was a morality question. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd rather one option. I'd you're rather, letting them die. I'd rather live in the world today. No, I'm not. Saying that I okay, I understand that their life expectancy and stuff, but that is something that they're used to. Now, yeah. not as only something that they're used to, but people like that, societies like that, they don't exist anymore. People yeah. aren't loyal to fucking shit. You said you're a Christian before, but how good of a Christian are you? I'm not calling you out, but I'm calling you out. <laughs> I'm Catholic. How good of a Catholic am I? I know you what know, you mean. There's an actual group, a civilization that sticks to something they believe in. Yeah. A lot of what comes out nowadays destroys people's beliefs. Well, mm-hmm. you may believe one thing one minute, and then 
two minutes later, believe something completely different. Yeah. There's people in Which these I don't group, see a problem. There's people with. in these groups that actually have morals. I don't think So you believe but you do believe people are born with morals then, right? I think they're instilled in you. Mm-hmm. My I mean, mom always forced me never to steal. And they say that I believe it that's found in the hypothalamus in your brain. Which people who have small hypothalamuses are more likely to be psychopaths and murderers than compared to people with large ones. What do you think about pain tolerance? I don't know. So yes, I think that's genetic. Yeah. Oh well, I kind of want to go back to the villager thing because I got a little you know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was telling you about what my dad told me today. Um, since we're just asking questions, th- people's our thoughts on things, but um, he was saying that you guys should. His suggestion to me was that we should ask the questions as if you put yourself on a rock. You've never had technology with you. You've never been. You never talked to any other society. You just been you on your rock. At nighttime, surrounded by a forest, and you look up in the sky, and the thoughts that come to your head. You don't know history. You don't know any history about humankind. You don't know what people do over time, like the repetitions and the consistencies of what people do. And then you look up, and you think. I think what the first thing you were going to think is, how is this all here, and why is this all here? Those are some pretty big questions that all of mankind have wanted to figure out. Why and how? Because if you look at the human before anything else affects you and you look and you just think about life, you want to know how and why before nothing else. If you didn't know about girls, you didn't know relationship, loves, sex, all that kind of stuff, you just knew you (laughs) and your existence. I would just go. Go. What do you mean? Just go. <laughs> go where? I would just start walking. Yeah, but like, what what would be your first thoughts? And I think this is good, like thinking for people. My first thoughts: sitting alone on a rock. Because we can sit here all day and talk about some pretty like in depth things that are really complicated that have complex answers. But like those, it's so it's so tough. That's a tough question because there's already been so much shit to impact the influence on your life. How can you sit here and ask a question like that when everything yeah. that you think about is influenced by yeah. stuff that you already know? Wow. So, but like that's what I'm saying. Those are some core questions. So I just said that yeah. what I meant by when I would say go, like me knowing who I am now, if I just was like dropped off in this place, like I would just go and start exploring. But yeah. I only would say that because I already know yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be like to be in that situation. To, to be in a situation where Eastern, where you first like realize have... your own existence. Uh-huh. Do you think that's what separates us from animals? The realizations yeah. of our own existence? And thumbs. And thumbs? And thumbs. These motherfuckers <laughs> are important. <laughs> Monkeys have thumbs. Yeah, but they also have four fingers attached to each other. Bitches. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? We do too. No, we have. Dude, monkeys don't have, have webbed freaking fingers. Bro. No, they don't. They have paws. They they have paws and thumbs. They do this. They can shake your hand. That's the best they can do. Dude, we talking about? They got hands, man. They got fingers. No fucking shot. <laughs> what do you mean no shot? Look up a monkey's hand. <laughs> are you kidding me, man? Monkeys have hands. They look like hands. They can grab things. It's not like a... 
They might, their hands are kind of like this a lot of the time, but they can move them around. You fucking, he's a motherfucker, dude. That's bullshit. (laughs) 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 You're ignorant, dude. What time is it? It's time. I think it's time. All right. All right. So I think, uh, that was good. No, I think we did well. Uh, we honestly, I just want to, I want to say something. Thanks for coming on, man. No, thanks. You thank you for coming on. Travis, thanks. And thank man. you for helping out with all the equipment because without you, then this shit wouldn't sound half as good as it does. Hopefully, it still does. We'll find out after. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wanted to say that if you are listening to the video and you made it this far, please leave a comment. We want some honest and open feedback, um, or even a like. I'll take a like. A like. If you like it. If you don't like it, put a dislike and tell me why. Oh yeah, or a subscription. And oh yeah, we, uh, give me the subscriptions. Ah. Listen, I, I hope we said some things tonight that maybe pissed somebody off or something that maybe made you, you think made you think or maybe that you really liked. Uh, if you did one of those three things, then we, I think yeah. we did successful, even if it's for one person. Yeah, we'd rather it be for 10,000 people. But if it's for one person, we'll start yeah. small. I think anytime you put your brain in a situation when it needs to critically think about a si- critically think about a situation, it's good for the brain. It's good for it. So. Wrapping it up here, episode four, Life as We Know It. We'll be back next week. Yep. And until next time, I'm Patrick Solomon. And this is Jacob Ham. I'm not saying we're signing off. But. But we're signing off. This is Life as We Know It podcast. Peace.